Welcome to the Inside Marketing Talks podcast, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the marketing world, one expert at a time. Join us each week as we dive deep into the latest tools and techniques used by marketers and startup founders to scale their businesses. Let's get into this week's episode of Inside Marketing Talks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's Inside Marketing Coffee Break. I'm your host from Inside.com, Stephanie Zielinski. We are so glad that you're here, and I'm so excited for you to meet Kate Bradley-Turnis. She's the founder and CEO of Lately.ai. They use AI to generate highly engaging content in your unique brand voice that's customized to target any audience. So we're going to be talking about how social AI copywriting is similar to the neuroscience of music. Kate is an expert on all of this because she's a former rock DJ from Sirius XM, and she went on to lead a successful marketing agency before founding Lately. So we want this event to be as helpful as possible to you. Please head to the chat or the comment section wherever you're watching from, whether it's inside.com or YouTube or LinkedIn or Twitter. Please introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you are, what you do, and please bring us your questions for Kate. We are here to help you succeed in your business. Before I introduce Kate, I'll quickly tell you about Inside.com. We are the best business community for any topic. We have a social news site with over 40 topics that range from startups to venture to HR, marketing, and more. If you are maybe disappointed with other social sites out there that have some bots and trolls going on, we hope that you'll create a profile on inside.com and check it out. It is all free. We have over 30 email newsletters on such a wide range of business topics. We have a new job board that you can post on or find a job on. We're always shipping new products. We just put up a glossary and we're going to put up a blog soon. Finally, We host events like this all the time. You can hear insights from industry experts and leaders who are building the worlds of tomorrow. Check it out at inside.com slash events. All right, that's about it. So without further ado, I would like to welcome on Kate. Kate, thank you for being here today. Hi, thank you so much. Yes. So you've got this great presentation about the neuroscience of music and social AI marketing. And whenever you're ready, you can take it away and I will come back afterwards and we'll take all those audience questions. Sounds good. And definitely, if you guys are out there in the chat, I'd love to know where you're from. How's the weather? It's my two favorite questions. So I'm in the Catskills of New York where everybody just moved. And so not the city. Thank God. Sorry. The city. Sorry. Everyone's in the Catskills now. Yeah. yeah, I love the weather part too. Don't just tell us where you're from. Tell us what the weather is like today. How is it where you are, Stephanie? What do you got? I'm in Florida, St. Petersburg, my hometown. So warm and glorious. Not going to lie. I feel pretty lucky. I was there around Christmas time when it was like super cold. I don't know why. Yeah. Wherever I go on vacation, it's always the weather doesn't pop right. And today, though, it's 60 degrees here, which is very unusual for February. And it's high. Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Ian. So nice to see everybody out there. Okay, I'm going to share my screen and we will have, get on this thing, light the fires. Let it bing. All right. Everybody can see the screen. Let's do a full Let's screen. Dun, dun, dun. Is that full screen working? Sometimes yes. Dropbox is, I don't know, not as cool as it used to be. Something's going on here. But today we're going to talk about audio messaging and the power of artificial intelligence. And maybe we'll talk a lot about, a little more about AI towards the end of this, but as Stephanie was saying, because it's such a hot topic right now, right? I did used to work in radio. My last gig was broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day at XM. If you can see, that's me there. 
That's my husband, who now has short hair and he wears chinos and he's in sales. But he does still play the guitar for me sometimes, thank God. The other thing worth telling you is that I was also a marketing agency owner. I'd been in those trenches, spreadsheets, anybody filming out. We were overwhelmed by them. At the time, I was working with Walmart and the Walmart Foundation and Bank of America and AT&T and the IRS and the National Disability Institute. And it was this huge project. And through the grace of spreadsheets, I got them 130% ROI year over year for three years. And what I was really interested in was the parallels that I started seeing between writing and and listening and being a DJ. There was this interesting overlap there. And that's what we're going to touch on today. Also with Stephanie Mixon, so I do own uh, an artificial intelligence company. It's called Lately. And what we do is we generate content that is in your own voice and it's designed to custom target any unique audience, right? So very tailored the way we work. And then we repurpose long form content like video, just like today's works webinar or any audio like a podcast or any long form text whatsoever. And we dice it up into dozens of social posts that are all in your voice and all targeting your exact audience, right? Designed to convert lead gen. And we get a 98% sales conversion, I should say, to everybody using only lately to market lately. So shiznet works is what I'm saying. So back to today's topic, which is the power of sound. I think this is such a fascinating fact. Like marketers rely on sight alone, 83%. It's huge. Yet our brains received all the communications through four other channels, right? Taste, smell, touch, sound. We're really focused on this one thing. And this one thing is not our money sense, really. Hearing is our fastest sense. Light travels faster than sound. But the pathway to the conscious brain is so much slower. So think about it like this. It takes humans 0.17 seconds to respond to an audio stimulus versus 0.25 seconds per visual stimuli. That's pretty substantial. And then as today's world noise, our attention spans are incredibly short. And so fast is really everything. Which got me thinking a little about Escher, right? You guys have all seen Escher's amazing work and how tricky it is, right? It's designed to fool the eyes. And optical illusions are all about that, but it's very hard to produce an auditory illusion. There's only a handful of them and they're very complicated and weird. So your eyes are able to lie and trick you where your ears have a much harder time doing that. They're good at tuning in to what's real. Another way to think about this is like an altered photo versus a cover song. So a cover song, for example, if I do the song in a major key versus the original minor key, if I speed it up versus how it slowed down, if I have a male voice versus a female voice, you still know it's that song, right? You still know it. But if you take a photo of me and you make me two feet taller and maybe put on 50 pounds and turn my hair gray and maybe darken the color of my skin, you're going to have a really hard time recognizing the same photo, right? So it's just an interesting kind of way to really understand how powerful your ears really are. I like to say, look, Ma, no brains. And this is me. Video is such a gimme. It's the lazy. And it's because sight is the least intimate sense. It's 
It requires the least engagement, the least effort. It's passive. There's no imagination required. We venge out to the TV. Think about that. I love bitching out to the TV. I want to check out in someone else's life for a few hours every night. That's how I escape. But the thing about music and also writing is that, or audio, any audio really, and writing, is that there's this really powerful role that the imagination plays in the process of the story. So it's more of a two-way street than a one-way street, right? So theater of the mind is the term that we like to talk a lot about in radio anyways. Television being theater of the mindless. So just think about that effort in the imagination that happens. And I want to double down on this real quick. So when you're behind the mic, and Stephanie knows this really well, I'm sure, just being a host, because what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're including the audience, which chat helps do, like in the case of video, right? Twitter did that in the very beginning when it was like that third person in the room. And what, it, what you're trying to do is include people and make them feel that even though you're the one wielding the mic or the pen, that they have a role, that they have a part in the conversation. And if you're good at being the author or the radio host, you know this. Now, the this is that that room for the theater of the mind to, to participate. So you're not totally leading them through it. You're giving them the ability to put their own kind of character into the mix, but you're guiding them along so that they get to the same journey, the end of the journey that you want them to get to. When you do this, then it makes people feel as though they have a stake in the game. It's for those of us, I'm the most 50, so for those of us who are old enough to remember live radio and good radio when it existed and there was no internet. We didn't know what anybody looked like. You, people would feel like they knew you. Like I would have people call me all the time. It was a little weird, but they really saw that they've got to know your voice. And it's because this real, real succinct and deep power of the theater of the mind and of the imagination. <clears throat> okay. So this ties into the neuroscience of musical singing. We've all hopefully heard of the book, This Is Your Brain, on music. If you haven't, it's a great book. It's worth a read. It's a thick read, but distilling some of it here, which is when your brain processes music, it must instantly access every song you've ever heard before in this instant. And what it's doing is it's running down the list of songs that it has in your mind in the memory of your mind. And it's looking for the familiar test points and trying to figure out where to index this new song in the library of the memory of your mind, okay? So as it's doing that, of course, it's tapping on nostalgia and memory and emotion and all the things that make music so powerful. Also all the things that must be in line for trust to happen. And trust is why we buy, right? Now, similarly, I'm gonna back, I might be skipping ahead of on a slide here, but I just wanna get Get to this one here. Your voice, Stephanie's voice, is beautiful. It's like a song. All sound has a frequency, like a musical note. And so when I hear her, her voice, when I read her text, when I read her email or read a social media post that she wrote, for example, I'm going to hear her voice in my head. Can't help it. It automatically happens. I'm hearing the voice, right? Now, you want it to be your voice. And so that's why. I personally have resting bitch face in writing. I have to use a lot of emojis and my palettes and other things to communicate what I want to emphasize or what I don't. And when I'm being lazy, I don't do that. And everybody thinks I'm mad. So I have to be really 
put a lot of effort for forth to make sure that I'm being heard, but in the way that I write. So there's a really cool parallel there. Think about this too, with strategic sounds, it's so much more than noise, right? It's, there's an intention behind the way we use sound to drive deeper communication. We're tapping into memory, as I mentioned before, but there's so many psychological functions that are overlapping with the brain networks. So nostalgia, memory, all that kind of stuff. This is why it's, it's impossible to resist the power of sound, right? You guys have all heard NBC or TV shows where the opening track, like, you know it right away. And that's intentional, obviously. I thought about that. They're onto us around that. Stranger things that sound right away and that your show is coming on and gives you the feeling. The other thing I think a lot about is how the combination of sound and objectives can really drive that visceral power. So not only with the song, with the soundtracks we were talking about Sonic, or sorry, the Sonic logos, but then there's like this ability for soundtracks to obviously tap right into a million things, 16 candles, of course. And I'm sure there's so many un-PC things about that movie, but like, I'll never not love it because of the soundtrack. It's my, my, my high school years. You can also think about major and minor keys and how they can make you feel happy or sad, right? So a fugue, <laughs> always a minor key, right? And then low and high notes, the low notes, like if you move in a song going from low to high, it's usually like a happy feeling, right? Other ways, like down, slower, your shoulders are down. And then there's often a beginning, middle, and an end to a song. There's the bridge, there's the chorus, all these kinds of things. So there's a lot happening in the sound that you hear all the time. You just have to pay a little more attention to it because it's very sneaky what it's really doing in the background to you. So similarly, like I'm touching on previously, strategic messaging is just way more than text. I mean, you're really thinking about how does my voice sound? Like I was saying to you before, I have to work really hard. The best, easiest thing you can do is to read what you write out loud. And it'll give you a quick and sometimes embarrassing uh, way of, of understanding how others perceive you, right? So it's the job of an author to dive into these familiar textbooks we talked about previously that music is doing in the neuroscience, the memory, nostalgia, and emotion. They trigger trust. So if you can think about that, even in the, as something as small as a social post, like how can I tap into these parts of the brain in just a few seconds or just a few words and make you feel the way I want you to feel, which is essentially compelled enough to do what I'm asking you to do. Because all communication is about getting someone to do something, right? And in order to get people to act, you have to make them feel something. Emotion is powerful. So there's a lot, the strategic point here, it's never just to be nice, right? Even a social post in my world is never just to put it out there. There's always an objective. There's only two in social media, click and share. So that's what I'm thinking about. Here's the proof in the pudding here. I talked earlier about the 98% sales and conversion that I have. And it's because of these things, right? So I taught my AI to do exactly this. The familiar touch points, right? They're here all, I can actually, I can read my own writing. I think so. So we touched on this before. I'm going to read a couple of these so you can hear them. Why, how's the weather is still the simplest, most powerful question. Still, that's how I wrote it. 
link, plus other sales and marketing pro tips that'll make you go with Moi and Katja Allison. So here I am, I'm asking the question, I'm asking the question of all questions, how's the weather? I'm giving you a room to think about something that seems so familiar, right? How's the weather? I want you to think about it differently. So I'm tapping into your nostalgia and memory there, obviously. And then I'm saying still out loud like that and impacting it. So I'm also, I'm including you and I'm, ex- I'm excluding you. I'm including you in my club of people who would know this already. But if you don't know it, then I'm making you feel a little fun. Why don't I know that it's still the most powerful question, right? And then other sales and marketing pro tips that'll make you go child of the 80s and 90s. I like a little cheesy music there. And then I say with moi and Kathy Allison, and I think myself of as Miss Piggy sometimes. So there's my more. So it's pretty easy to do. And we can give this deck, by the way, to people afterwards, Stephanie, if they want to have any of these things to reference. So just a couple more kind of points here. Uh, my argument is that sound is the most powerful tool in any marketer's toolkit. And I'll give you some more touch points. Because we use these overarching factors in how we taught our AI to work, we get customers 12,000% increases in engagement, 84% time saved writing, 200% more leads, it's 82% more clicks, 40x percent productivity, then increased monthly recurring revenue and 240% in 12 months. And it's obviously that's the power of AI, right? But it's the power of AI that uses these strategies as part of its underlying MO. I want to stop sharing my screen now. Okay. Dang. I don't think I've ever heard as strong of an argument for AI and true humanness to come together to make something successful. That's awesome. Okay. Audience, I implore you to bring your specific questions for Kate to the floor right now because we only have about eight minutes. So a lot of founders in our audience have their unique problems that are unique to their industry, and we are here for you. So we will answer those if you bring those questions. But to start, Kate, if there is a founder out there that doesn't yet have an audio content strategy for their company, what do you recommend? Do they have to have a podcast about their industry? Yeah, that's a really good question. No, you don't, because taking on a podcast is just like really hard in a lot of things. But I think The easiest thing, like I said, is just reading what you're writing out loud. So whether it's an email to your customers, maybe it's a message from CS, even if it's how you're communicating, it's like, like today, I was very lazy communicating with Vanessa, sorry, Vanessa, over text message because I was in a rush and I know that I sound like a massive bitch and it's just because I'm stressed. But when you just think about how you sound, I know it sounds crazy for entrepreneurs when you're pitching, whether it's sales or whether it's investors. Oftentimes, it doesn't so much matter what you say. It's how you say it. Totally. Yeah, which I know sounds weak, but it is true. So I think that's the first thing you can do. And then as far as technical stuff, I always just think about how, like, Chris is a great example. He's in the chat here. So Chris has a music show online because he has the time to do a million things at last work for me and do that. And he thinks in music constantly. So whenever people are referencing things that he can tie into, he like will growl a YouTube song as his commentary. What's nice about that is he's touching on familiarity, right? He's giving you, he's in sales. 
So he's giving you so many reasons to break down that wall, let you know he's a real human being with a life, with taste also too, with multiple reference points, right? He grabs songs from like all kinds of genres and mixes. And I'm not saying that's something everyone has to do, but it's just a great way to think about like, how can you creatively use an understanding of sound or music in a way that's just designed to get people to cut through the noise? So that's what Chris is doing. How can I make someone paying attention to me in the sea of many salespeople? And I like that point that you brought up when you're first answering the question of how it really ultimately all comes back to your voice, not necessarily your audio voice, but your personality as an individual and as a company. And you can fine-tune that through writing as well. Okay, so let's jump to Anthony's question from YouTube. Can we get AI to completely write our social media posts? Any specific tools? Yes, Lately does that for you, of course. But I, let's talk about ChatGPT and all the things for one second. So there's a lot of options for you guys out there. They're all, it's amazing, of course, it really is. The thing that we are really proud of it lately is that we're the only ones that really focus on your tone of voice and customizing content that sounds like you and that will convert your very specific audience. We learn what they will like, comment, and share upon and sale for us. But the other thing that we do really well, as you touched on, Stephanie, is we incorporated humans as part of the algorithm when we started. So we're not replacing, we're enhancing. And the reason we do that is because we learned that AI on its own is great, and it is great. AI with a human involved is galactic. Those results that I read to you, you're not going to get those results elsewhere, right? Because AI messes up and does weird stuff and humans have to come in and correct it. It does. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to like also just say for the fear factor, because I know it's out there. I like to think if AI was a human, it would only be three months old. And mm -hmm. remember that a three-month-old human, very cute, is helpless, can't survive on its own, can't stand up, can't defend itself, can't feed itself. And that's where we are in reality. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And audience, please drop all of the cool, random AI tools that you found online in the last month into the chat. Maybe on the, this is on inside.com and this whole talk will live on and post there. So I'll head there afterwards and drop the few that I found really interesting. Some are better than others. There's all sorts of tools, but don't ever take the human out. That's a good kind of message to come back to. Okay, final question. Since we've talked so much about like your personal voice. Do you have a recommendation of an exercise that a founder could do to start nailing down their voice? Yeah. These are the best questions because people oh, thank you. really don't ask me these good questions. So I'm <laughs> good, you know. Yeah. The, the right like you talk thing has been talked about a lot. You don't want to, you don't want to like an idiot, obviously, if you're the kind of person who talks and just says, all the time, obviously, that's not <laughs> going to work out. But one of the tricks I think about a lot is if it feels awkward coming out of your mouth, it's very awkward for the person on the other side as they're reading it. And it can, the trust factor is everything. They're thinking instantly spam, untrustworthy, all kinds of stuff. I've memorized it. I used to have it right here, but I have a thing from West Elm. I shop there. I like their pillows a lot. And they sent me. I think it was media bill or something, but at the bottom of it was a coupon, 20% and it said, 
this certificate is a duplicate of the rewards certificate that you've received by email. Okay, did you guys hear me say that? This certificate is a duplicate. Oh, wordy. Words, rewards. Ugh, I can't even yeah. do it. What, what they were saying to me was, Dingy, we sent you an email coupon also. You can't use both is what they were saying. That's really what okay. it was. Okay. But it was like, like, they should have just said that. They should have just said that. Yeah. So I think my, I love to say vomit than edit. So you vomit it out on the page and then you move things around, pull it out, look, read it out loud. Almost always the first sentence, the first paragraph, the first three words were, are garbage, useless, bury the lead central, right? So there's, it's easy to just be very, it, I find it to be easy to be very ruthless with what you write when it comes to editing, as long as you can just trust yourself to get it all out there. Get yeah. it out and then edit. clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. Putting it down on paper in the first place is tough. So just do it and then keep editing. I love it. Kate, where can everyone go to follow along with you and what you have going on? Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. You can get me at Lately AI, Kate Lee. Mostly Kately on Twitter, <laughs> job hazard. And I'm generally very friendly. Thank you so much. And I hope everybody's recovered from Valentine's Day, Super Bowl, whatever it is. Yeah. It's Thursday. We're almost done with the week. We got oh to tomorrow. Please get me there. Please. I know you have so much going on, Kate. Thank you for your time and for sharing all this. This was wonderful. I'll let you go now so you can get to what you need to do before I read us all out. So thank you. Okay. I'm trying to buy Kate. Audience, thank you for being here. I know Kate has an amazing following. So we're happy that, you know, you were part of this conversation today. You can check out future events at insight.com slash events. If you want to continue the conversation and the learning about marketing, we have a marketing community on inside.com along with a lot of others. Have a great day. Bye-bye.